Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the In Control Family Foundation's Safe Driving Podcast. Today, I am joined by Jeremy Randall. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Dan. And Jeremy is our Director of Operations. Today, we're going to discuss the second part of Skill 10, Multi-Lane Roads. And hopefully, you've already been identifying this more complex multi-lane road, something busier than the quieter roads you were on. This is going to take us through lessons dealing with turning and ultimately passing. So, Jeremy, with that, I want you to get started with right turns. Sure. So we're on that slightly busier road. We still want to, when I say busier, it's probably not the busiest time of day, especially if you're still early in the in the multi-lane road uh, lessons. But you're going to want to make sure there's there's more going on as far as the lane. So maybe it's a, it's a weekday and you're in a shopping area that might not be all that busy, but there's a number of left-hand and right-hand turn lanes. So we're going to start with right turns because they're significantly easier than left turns. And what you want to make sure you you do with the driver is to start by always transitioning to the lane that you're going to be turning from, in this case, the far right lane to start as early as possible. So, you know, maybe you guys are driving down the road, you're in the middle lane and you're thinking, okay, couple turns up ahead, we're going to be turning to the right. So let's transition over and get ready to enter that lane, right? You, You do the to check around you. We put our turn signal on well ahead of time. We transition to that lane. And then as we're approaching the intersection, if there is a right turn only lane, obviously that lane isn't there the whole time. So we're going to want to transition to that lane. And we, we have a couple rules we need to follow here. So obviously if we have a green light in this circumstance, then we can go ahead and make our turn, right? We're going to slow way down. We want to overemphasize early on in the in in uh, the lessons here how slow we want to go a little bit slower is going to be uh, much better than a little bit a little bit faster and a lot of new drivers have a hard time with that right they're used to going a little bit faster on this road they don't slow down enough so bring the speeds way down make sure turning turn signals on nice and early and when you turn from the right you are going to always turn into the lane that is further furthest to the right on the road that you're turning onto, if that makes sense. So in other words, we're going to say this a couple times in this podcast, keeping uh, lane discipline, meaning when we turn from the right-hand lane, we're always going to turn into the right-hand lane of the road that we're turning onto. But it can be that simple, and you want to practice this a number of times before you move on to left turns. Really get those right-hand turns down. It'll help them with their speed adjustment. It'll help them with vision. They want to have their eyes up as they make the turn and look further down that right-hand lane they're turning into. All that's good. And when you have green lights, it's easy to just slow down and make that turn. Let's say we have a red light. Okay. Then we need to obviously come to that full complete stop well before the actual stop line. Ideally, in this circumstance, we want to be able to slow down well before it and, and stop before our front bumper crosses that line. Depending on the circumstances, we want to make sure we look around now We're in that right lane, turn lane, and we're looking to see, are we allowed to turn right on red in this circumstance? So you can point out, here's where the signs often are, right turn on red is allowed. Also remember and and talk to your young driver that right turn on red, if, if it's allowed, it doesn't mean you have to do it. It just means it's allowed. It doesn't mean that when you stop there, you have to turn no matter what, or even when it's safe, you should turn. It, it becomes an option for you. So you can have that kind of conversation. And if it's not listed, I tend to turn only in cer- certain circumstances. I've been driving with different people that said, you know, you can turn right on red here. And I go, you know what, though? I really can't see very well that way. 
So I don't think it's a good idea here. Even though it's allowed, it might not be safe. So how kind of have those conversations early on. When you are allowed to turn and it's a circumstance where you can see easily, then you have to treat it like almost like a stop sign in that circumstance, meaning you still have to stop completely. You have to make sure it's completely clear to, to, to actually make your turn and that no oncoming traffic is coming. And then you can make that nice slow turn. Now, other lanes you're going to want to look at cars coming in the opposite direction that have a green arrow from their left lane turning across traffic. And so you want to turn, you want to look that way. And obviously from the far left of the lane that you're in, oncoming traffic that would be going straight across an intersection. Both of those are really important to look at. It sounds simple enough, but you know, this is one of those things they're going to want to do a dozen times and you can just keep going around the block and find the right place to be doing this, but have them practice, do as much of these as they can as with all of these things and it'll get a lot simpler and you'll be a lot more comfortable in that passenger seat with them. How about left turns, though? Those throw a whole new ball of wax at us. Yeah, for two reasons. The the reason left-hand turns are harder, especially for new drivers, is kind of multifold here. So the first part, they're more dangerous. You're turning across oncoming traffic. And so the risk factor, the stress factor for parents obviously can go up and for the driver goes up as well. We get a little bit more tense about it because there's a higher risk involved. And the other part of it is since there are cars coming, your new driver needs to be able to judge the spacing. All right, there's a car coming the opposite direction. I need to be turning in front of them. Do I have enough time? And that can be really, really stressful. And so staying patient here, making sure they know they should only go when it is safe, especially very early in this process is going to be really important, but you can have them sort of count it out as well. All right, so there's a car coming the opposite way. How many seconds do we think we have until that car reaches us, right? Okay, if it doesn't look like we can make that turn without them having to slow down at all, then it's an appropriate time to make that turn. But if they're not comfortable, don't force it. You can wait. People behind you can wait. The last thing you need is somebody to to jump in there at the last minute and and try to make that turn. It's definitely nerve-wracking. They pull into that intersection. They want to go. They're trying to be the good driver that they should be, and they don't find that they have the space to do it. And eventually I, I see them, you know, both kids so far, and, and I've heard this in talking with other driving schools, they start to change their definition of what a safe space is because they want to get going. And this is just a, some training and patience. Again, as a parent, you should be modeling the right behavior in your own driving. Don't go gunning it, hoping to cut somebody off and knowing that if they don't slow down, it's going to be a crash. You can't assume the other person is going to slow down for you. You have to make sure that you have your kids approach the intersections that same way. The only other thing I would add is that inclement weather can throw a wrench in this as well. If you're in a vehicle that's rear-wheel drive, I have this pickup truck that we've talked about a number of times, and if we've got some snow or the road is wet or it just rained and you pull out, you could, if you have to accelerate quicker than you might normally, you could actually have some wheel spin, which could lead to some steering issues or just nothing else. It takes you longer to get going than you expected. So all that stuff has to come into consideration when you decide what that safe space is to pull out into. But it really is about patience. And it's another reason why we're telling you to go to this road that has more traffic on it, but don't go when it is the busiest time. Don't go first thing in the morning or lunch hour rush or whatever it is for that particular road. Go when it's a fairly consistent traffic, but not so busy that it's going to take two or three minutes to get out of the intersection and everybody's going to be stressed waiting for that space to open up. Yeah, I mean, early on in these multi-lane road lessons, 
you know, when we say use busier, more multi-lane roads, if you're just starting out, if this is the first couple of lessons, the first time you're out there dealing with these, I want there to be a lot of lanes, but I want there to be less traffic. And as you get more used to this, go back at a busier time and, you know, that sort of thing as they get better and better at it. But try to give them a lot of advantages to, to you know, not having to deal with a ton of other people early on in this process. But you're going to know your new driver pretty well, too. And so just make a safe judgment there. But I think the message before we even talk about how to actually do it, we're trying to get across, is be really patient with it because you don't want to be, oh, you should have gone there, you should have gone there, and then have them the next time when there really isn't enough space, try to gun it across and and do something uh, unsafe. So Dan, let's talk a little bit about the different types of left-hand turns you might might need to take. First, we have the protected left turn. Now, this is when there's a designated left turn lane and a left turn signal. So you're going to have a red arrow or a red light. And then when it's time to go, you'll have a green arrow, most likely in this situation. And you're turning from a left lane, turn lane. So that's one of our potential situations. Then we have a semi-protected left turn. That's made from a a center lane or a shared turn lane. In other words, you can turn left or go straight there. It's going to be a little bit different and a little bit more complicated. And then there's the unprotected left turn. That's made from an active travel lane, meaning it's it definitely cars are going straight by, so you might get cars stacking up behind you, and that's when the stress level can increase. So that's the hardest of the three to make. And so let's talk about how to make these different turns. So first, the protected left turn lane. This is going to be the easiest because you have a left turn lane. Everybody behind you is also turning left, and you're going to get a green arrow that is going to tell you you may turn, and it's safe to do so. Everybody else that would be going in that same direction or that would cross your path should be stopped. Obviously, you want to make sure that they are actually stopped. Nobody's running a red light or anything like that. And instill in your new driver that it's always a possibility. But it's the easiest one because you should have a clear lane of travel. And you want since you're turning from a left lane, you're, you should be turning into, obviously, your proper side of the road, but closer to your double yellow line or, or dotted line, whatever it is. But you're going to be in the far left lane when you change lanes. Now, if it's only a single lane that you're turning onto, then obviously that is easy. But you should never be changing lanes in an intersection. Now that's true even if you're going straight across an intersection. So you can never turn your put your turn signal on and change lanes in that intersection. And it applies even more so when you're turning through an intersection. So protected left lanes, you have a left turn only lane, and there's going to be a green light or a very obvious clear path for you to travel. You don't necessarily have to worry about oncoming vehicles, not at least not nearly as much. Semi-protected left turn lanes, um, made from the center or a, a shared turn lane. So here there's two things going on. Um, there could be a situation where maybe there's two left turn lanes. And in this circumstance, we want your, not, your driver to be in the far left of them and keep that lane discipline, like we said. Right, but we have really need to make sure that they stay in their own lane as they make that turn. And so their eyes as they make the turn, you should encourage them to look further down the road, but look down that yellow line uh, of the road that they're coming onto to make sure that they keep their their lane structure. Now here, I'm just trying to think of what different lights you could see. Certainly, there could be a green arrow in a situation like this. There may also just be a green light since you're turning from turn only lanes, um, and that can be a little bit more complicated because of the other vehicles around you. In the unprotected left turn lane, this is like you're you're in a travel lane and you're going to be making a left turn and you're going to be stopping and impeding the flow of traffic on that road to continue. This is where stress can build because there's a line of cars behind you. Somebody could start honking if it's a busy time and stay patient, 
stay calm and keep your driver calm. Put your left turn signal on in any of these situations well ahead of time, but especially when you're going to be doing it from a uh, an unprotected lane in this in this circumstance. And you want to make sure that you're judging that gap of the oncoming traffic that you're going to be crossing accurately. Now, if you're on a multi-lane road and you're going to be turning across a multi-lane road, we need to make sure that we're not only looking at the oncoming traffic in the lane that's closest to us, but we're crossing two lanes of traffic to turn onto our new road. So we need to make sure that we, in a situation like this, do we have enough space not only with one car, but potentially two cars in this situation. And that increases the stress even further. So we want to count it out. We want to say, okay, how much time do we think we have? How fast is that car going? This is all stuff we're sort of talking through with our new driver. And when we see an appropriate space to go, like Dan said, we don't want to just gun it, but we need to make sure that we can make that turn. Once we commit to it, we can't stop in the middle of it. So we need to go through that intersection. In that example you just gave there, when... Uh, and this happens frequently just as a regular driver, and most of us learn quickly not to trust the person who waves you on. But be have your driver be very careful about when, you, when you're about to cross two lanes of road, you might have somebody slow down and try to do you the favor of letting you pull out in front of them, and they might wave you on. And I've seen a number of people go, oh, great, now somebody's letting me go and just try to accelerate across those two lanes like there's no problem, not realizing the second person or that second lane that driver didn't see them coming, has no intention of slowing down, and they'll run right into each other. Well, and not only that, Dane, let's assume that nobody's in that other lane. But when that car that's trying to be nice and letting you go slows down, the car that's behind them goes, why is this person slowing down? And then changes lanes to go around them on the right-hand side. And all of a sudden, they find them and you know you find that they're right into the side of your car. So we need to be very cautious of that. And I think that's a good rule also, just or a good topic to bring up, because that should also speak to how you interact with other drivers on the road. If you're in a single lane in each direction and nobody can pass you, and you 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 know you can wave somebody by, but on a multi-lane road, I make it a rule to never, never wave people out because they could be entering a lane of traffic where somebody can't see them, right? Just literally, it won't even be their fault. And then you're encouraging somebody to go into an unsafe situation. So have that conversation, because I'm sure... Just about everybody that could be listening has probably had something, seen something like this before, had a close call. And so for your new driver, somebody waves them in, they might just go. So it's important to have that conversation. And this is really a a multi-lane road topic for sure. So I want to make sure we touch on a couple other keys here, like making sure that you signal at least 100 feet before an intersection, making it very obvious what you plan to do. This is a very important time to have all the other vehicles around you knowing what you are doing, right? being as predictable as possible. And that other part is that sufficient space. And and this is where it's really hard. I can't tell you, oh, when they're this far down the road, that's when you should go. Because all roads have different speeds. People are maybe driving over the speed limit or below the speed limit. Conditions change, like Dan was saying. And so it's really just, they're going to get this through experience. And so make sure you model it a couple times and talk about what that proper amount of space looks like. And the rule of thumb I always use, and it's not exactly a good marker for you, but no other vehicles should have to slow down when you turn, whether it's a right-hand turn and I'm turning out in front of people that are going the same direction as me. Ideally, I don't want to have to have that person behind me have to hit their brakes for me turning out, ideally. And similar situation when you turn across lanes of traffic, you want to make sure that they shouldn't have to hit their brakes hard or even at all, and there should be enough space. Is it always possible? Um, Depending on where you are and how busy the roads are, maybe not, but that should definitely always be our goal. 
Again, it's just about patience and practice. So I'd encourage you to start with those right-hand turns. Try to get yourself to a place where you can go to do some protected left turns. Left turns themselves tend to be a bigger challenge for all drivers, but particularly new drivers. So start with protected ones. Make sure that they can get the actual mechanism of turning left down fine. And then start to introduce semi-protected and then completely unprotected single lane crosses, double lane crosses, and they'll they'll get better. But this is another, these are really important skills because taking left-hand turns across traffic are going to be a part of their lives. And you want to minimize them in your everyday driving. If you have the option, try not to turn left that much. But the reality is you can't get away with doing it all together. So please practice it and go from there. How about lesson three, safe passing procedures? Well, Dan, one thing I just wanted to go back real quick, and I'm sorry, sorry about sure. that. Uh, we, we missed flashing yellows, which can be something that somebody goes, wait, what am I supposed to do here? So it could be in a number of situations. You could have a left turn lane and the light is green. And then that green arrow goes away and it turns into a flashing yellow. This is one I actually come across in the Boston area quite often. So I wanted to make sure I touched on this one just because it can be confusing, especially for a new driver. We should treat that flashing yellow like a yield sign, basically. So in other words, the oncoming traffic now does not need to stop, but it's also assuming that this might be a road where there are a lot of large breaks. Maybe there's another traffic light further down the road, and at times the flashing yellow means that you can proceed across the intersection um, safely if there's nobody coming. You don't even have to stop necessarily, but if there are oncoming cars, you can, without steering, enter that intersection and prepare for your turn, even from that left-hand lane. And as soon as there's a safe open break, it basically becomes like an unprotected lane at that point. You are waiting for a larger gap in the in the flow of traffic to safely make your left turn a- across some lanes. So I just want to make sure I just touched on that. And, and now we can move into uh, safe passing procedures. And we did address this in multi-lane roads part one as well. But let's make sure we go over it a, a little bit more in depth here. We want to discourage your team from passing cars without necessity. Right? We want to make sure that, that there's a good reason to do it because anytime we're changing lanes, anytime we're passing vehicles, we are taking an elevated risk, a, a slightly increased risk in the situation. So we want to make sure that we put our turn signal on when we go to pass a car well in advance to make it as obvious uh, to everybody around exactly what we plan to do. We're going to scan the area of around our vehicle, right? Our, our rear view mirror, our left hand, uh, our driver's side, our passenger side, uh, the head tilt as well. Just make sure nobody's there as we change lanes to pass them to the left, right? We're going to take our time and turn signal on. We turn our turn signal off once we fully enter that lane. We can proceed to pass the vehicle on the left-hand side of the vehicle we're passing. In other words, the vehicle we're passing is to our right. And once we're either next to the car or even between that and slightly in front of the car that we are passing, we should plan on re-entering that traveling lane in most circumstances. Or if we're going to be making a left-hand turn in the future, we might stay where we are. But most roads, and especially if we're talking about highways with the multi-lane roads here, we generally want to stay to the right and less passing. So we can put our turn signal on to the right, being very obvious and very predictable to the cars around us and the one that we're passing that we plan on pulling in front of them. And just like uh, John Paul was telling us from multi-lanes part one, we ideally don't want to change lanes in front of that car until we can see both of their headlights in our rearview mirror. And so even though we're one lane to the left of them and in front of them, we don't want to change lanes until our rearview mirror can see both their headlights. That means there's a nice gap between where we're going to be pulling in and their front bumper 
that we're not cutting them off in any way. And nobody should be getting upset with us or, or you know, uh, getting frustrated or feeling unsafe with the distance that we're pulling in when we kind of follow that basic rule. Jeremy, I think that covers a lot of it here. Again, it's a lot about practice. It's a lot about not building negative relationships with the other cars on the road. You don't want to cut people off. You don't want to intimidate people accidentally. So we're trying to help our new drivers avoid having these negative relationships and maintaining that lane as you make your turn so that you're not cutting in front of somebody or accidentally just maneuvering into their lane and then wondering what's going on and, and being questioned or them questioning your intentions going forward. So with that, Jeremy, I thank you very much for your time today. And for those of you who've been listening to our podcast, thank you. And we look forward to you hearing us again soon.